Blog Talk Radio. Welcome you back to what promises to be quite an amazing week of shows on those days that we're on the air. Um, I'm so glad those of you are are getting used to our more consistent time of of 12 p.m. Pacific, and I'm I'm really staying with that time as much as possible, unless we run another special. Um, Occasionally you might have a show at 7 p.m. Pacific and actually have one of those this Saturday night, and those are fun too. Um, it is a beautiful sunny day here in the Pacific Northwest. It's going to be in the 60s. I just feel all of the energy of spring. Um, in the Pacific Northwest, spring comes early. Last year it actually came in January, which was very unusual. This year we're a little more consistent. This is about when it comes, although we still see rain. Um, so I'm just feeling all of that energy coming in today. And I have a wonderful returning guest who's going to be on the line in just a moment. Diane Collins is back with us today, and I am just so delighted to be talking with her again. Her book is Do You Quantum Think? New Thinking That Will Rock Your World. And I've used the subtitle, as you can see, as the topic today because I feel that revisiting this topic, we can never talk about it enough. Let me tell you just a little bit more about Diane. Um, She is amazing, truthfully. Um, She has done so many things. She is a very accomplished speaker. She is what I would very accurately call a worldwide way shower. She has received a Top 20 Conscious Entrepreneurs Award in 2014. She has studied. She has experienced. She has had a very active career. She is a graduate in philosophy and psychology. She expresses her creativity as a photographic artist. She is a blogger on the Huffington Post, and she regularly writes. She is regularly on media um, of all kinds. And with her husband and business partner, Alan Collins, she has acted as a consultant, and she helps all kinds of visionary leaders, and she's really helping everyone, whether you're just in every walk of life, she is able to assist us. And she walks her walk. She has a very active spiritual practice that she applies in her everyday life, which is just an unfolding life filled with joy 
and fulfillment. And her website is dianecollins.com. And I am just so delighted to bring um, what I like to call wonderful Diane. That's how I greeted her this morning before the show on the line. Welcome, Diane. Thank you so much, Susan, for having me. I am so happy to be with you again and with everyone listening beyond FaceTime. And that was like an amazing yeah. introduction. <laughs> that was the best rendition. I, uh, thank you. I was like, who is that? Aww. I'd like to meet her. No, I really you know, appreciate it's, that. It's- I can't read, you know, I suppose this has been true for a while, but I can't just read an introduction. I just can't because it just comes from my heart. And and to me, it's what you're all about. And, and you know, something I want to say on the show, because you haven't been on in, the, in a while, and, and I want to talk to the audience about something that happened the last time you were on, although I have never shared a lot of details about it. Um, but I've shared a number of things about it in the time since you were on. The last time that Diane was on this show, talking to the audience, um, I had a, a really significant, some pretty bad news, I guess one would call it that, if you want to call it bad news, although I didn't shape it quite that way. Some, some, some news that was surprising and challenging to receive came in right before the show, within 10 minutes of the show. And we talked about that on the show. And during the year that followed, um, um, a family member had a significant surgery. During the course of that surgery, I had one of the most powerful spiritual experiences I've ever had. Um, there were miracles, there were wonderful things. And now that whole situation is resolved. And, and Diane doesn't necessarily know this, and so I'm telling you right here. Oh, on the I'm show, so Diane, happy to hear that. It was that. amazing, amazing what happened. And, and you know that's that's really when you look when you when you listen and uh, you know I have forgotten about that, and I'm mm-hmm. really glad to hear it mm-hmm. resolved itself for however mm-hmm. it did. Mm-hmm. But when we start to look at life truly holistically. Yes. which, as you know, what quantum thinking is all about, actually looking and living from the principles as a whole expanded system rather than, you know, piecemeal, which is no fault of our own, but based on our old worldview conditioning of parts and separation. But when you look at it from the whole and you realize that everything that happens has a significant purpose well maybe not every little thing is significant but i consider everything counts yeah and so it's not something to get solemn about but when you have an expanded perspective such as you do susan then you're able to be with it in what some spiritual leaders call true perception uppercase t and uppercase p that you're seeing it for exactly what it is. You're realizing that this circumstance is coming into my life because this is part of my whole unfolding and evolution, and that you have a choice in how you want to be related to it. And when you start to see, then you start to see everything that way, what's going on in the world, um, and you can be in your own Center, and I think that's the time we're in now, is that each of us to strengthen that place right now. Yes, 
Yes, and I, that's why I feel it's just so significant to launch the show today in this way, just because I think that that sometimes when we're we're here doing shows such as these, or we write books, or you know what whatever, it it our human experience is still it's totally present. I mean, we are navigating through life right along with everybody else, and things happen as a human being that that you can view in multiple ways. And I really feel, Diane, that because I had, you know, laid a foundation or spirit had helped me through many years, really, but, you know, and through talking to people such as you. And it 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 helps an amazing amount. And I, I have to say that I, I just felt this incredible sense of gratitude. And, and for me, that moment, the most powerful moment I had, which could have been very frightening, actually, it, was, it could have been viewed that way, um, was this feeling of just not being absolute knowing. I was not alone. And then amazing gratitude for um, just knowing that completely to the core of my being and just knowing that everything happens for a reason and that ultimately that outcome is a good reason. And, you know, even when you're having some kind of challenge, it, the ultimate outcome is quantumly good. I and mean, I use that term very specifically. <clears throat> and it really is. <laughs> Wait one second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a I'm having some voice clearing lately. Oh, that's all right. Maybe my <laughs> voice. Here's the purpose of that is that you know I've been noticing it as the last few weeks when I've been on uh-huh. shows all of a sudden uh-huh. that and I think well what's going on you know with my throat and my <laughs> and my voice <laughs> and I think even that's a part of it that we're experiencing and I I know a lot of people talk about this that. There is there's a physical dimension of life. So we have the physical, the energetic, the spiritual, the virtual dimension of mind, the cosmic forces of the principles, the esoteric of the soul, the divine, and all of those things, everything has a component in in every single one of those dimensions, what I call living fully dimensionally. And so and I think, okay, well, what's going on with us physically? Yeah. That when you look at it, let's say you have um, a symptom or a physical experience. And if you look at it in isolation, as distinct from how we're talking about seeing the interconnection of everything, then, wow, sorry about that, then you can really get... You know, you can become, you know, you start to worry about it. We're talking about beyond fear, right? The frontier beyond fear. And you can, but when you, I start to think to myself, this must be, uh, oh, my knee is bothering me lately playing tennis. My body is adjusting itself. Like we're in a time right now, we're in an energetic time, I'm talking about collectively, as you know, one of the things I study um, for the last 20 so years is, is astrology and particularly the planetary trends, the energy trends, and the purpose of for how can we use the energy, how do we read the energy and be with the energy. So when you look at, you know, we're in a period of restructuring, yeah. that is obvious because every single institution, social institution, that is coming under scrutiny, and we know we have to think in a new way to make the adjustment 
and to actually lead, go beyond adjustment. But when you look at yourself as an individual and you think, okay, my body's making an adjustment. Okay, yeah. what's going on with my throat clearing? Okay, that's that I have there's an adjustment going on. And yeah. as you say, that way you're not in fear about it. You're in the inner knowing that and it's not pie in the sky either, but you're in you're holding it in consciousness. And I say, you know, I, are we creating reality at our convenience? And then when the circumstance looks bigger than we do, then we all of a sudden, you know, creating reality goes out the window. But so it's like really are we what reality do we want to hold in place on yeah. a habitual level and we get to choose when we can see when we can see that when we can be in an awakened enough state so to say you know what I'm going to hold this like I'm making an adjustment and it doesn't mean that you don't you know attend to it and seek advice if you need to i'm not i'm not talking about medical but anything and um and you'll know if you're attuned enough that your intuition and your connection to that infinite intelligence when you're awake and aware enough you're going to be led to do the right thing anyway yes yes you know it tests us when it happens it does i i i I, am in fact, I think that um, that that's part of the growth for me is that I think sometimes we get this feeling like you know nothing nothing is gonna you know nothing's gonna there will be no barriers you know there will be no human experience you know and and the thing is is we wouldn't be here at all if not to have these human experiences and I think sometimes it can test us in the sense of helping us to grow, it's not really a test, in our understanding of how does co-creation actually work and and how are we interacting with this higher aspect that obviously knows at this higher level that this experience here, whatever it may be, in your case, maybe right now, you know, your throat issue or, or knee or whatever, I've had my share of knee issues in the last year too, so I can relate to that one. Um, you know, what is it doing? You know, even when we don't totally see it, that we can be in trust. This is leading to something grander, and it can be helping other people. We're not just in a vacuum. You know, I find that these experiences they they radiate outwards. That's exactly right. We're always emanating our state, and you know, <laughs> before a show. I always do a non-local mind connection in science, in quantum science. The, the principle of non-locality <clears throat> means we live in a non-local universe and we have a non-local mind. What does that mean? That the the nature of mind, which is our creative faculty, uh, that's the quantum worldview. The nature of mind is that it's not located. It's not local to us, to our body. You know, our mind is an end at the edge of our body. It's not synonymous with the brain, which is the transmitter-receiver. But So mind doesn't have, in the ordinary sense of a physical object, it doesn't have a physical aspect to it, and it doesn't have a temporal aspect to it. So yeah. that's what non-locality means. So... That's why you can when you attune when you have an intent for something and you tune in 
and then you allow, you're actually consciously generating that kind of non-local mind field connection, non-locality. So when I before I go on a show, I always open the book, my book, actually, <laughs> Do You yes. Think? And I today when I opened it, I opened it exactly to a few sentences. It's not like I don't have it throughout the book, but about what you just said, that we're always emanating our state. And so when I think about that, Susan, I think about, well, if we're always emanating our state, then doesn't it behoove us to have an intent to stay in the highest, most refined state? Because then that's what we're going to attract in that frequency range. But I have to say one other thing that you you said, which I wanted to highlight, very important. Even You said even when you don't know what the yes. purpose is for that incident, that circumstance that what came your way, that maybe wasn't so desirable or even those that are, but you think what I I call this living in the unknowable, that when you look at life and you realize in quantum scientists, they say, you know, they can only see, it's not just quantum, but I'm using that just for a catch-all phrase of it, cutting-edge science, that they can only see maybe 4% of the material visible universe. So if you use this analogously, I I use 90 and 10. So 96% is dark energy or dark matter. It doesn't mean that it doesn't exist or that it's not powerful. It means you just can't see it right now in this moment. So when you look at that, what is living in the unknowable? It's knowing the the bigger principle, the bigger idea that everything does have a purpose. This isn't connected in some way. This is going to lead me somewhere, either teach me or, as you say, test. And sometimes it is a test. I'll share one I had the other day. That was a big test. But that it's like, okay, knowing that these principles are working, are operating, non-locality, the power of intent, my intuition, subtle energy, this infinite intelligence that is giving me, every one of us, information, if only we would tune in, and that you can live in it. And when you see beyond just the current little, you know, slice of life moment, and you know you're in a larger evolutionary cycle, that you know it's going to unfold. You're going to receive the explanation. And I think that's the magic, isn't it? Oh, it's it's incredibly magical. In fact, it, it is a it really when you say that this will rock your world, it's like living in an entirely new world. When you start tuning in to the synchronicities, when you really listen, it can get to the point where um, I, well, I mean, there are just answers all around, and 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 it can feel like telepathy a lot because um, you know things will show up. It's like that's in, you know you'll say that's impossible. In fact, you could find yourself saying over and over, "I I have a math degree," you know. I I love thinking about what is the statistical possibility that that could 
even happen, you know, where you see some amazing confirmation or something that gives you some guidance when you need it because it is there. Um, if you look for it, you will you will see it, and it's amazing. It, it is it is amazing. I love that you have a math degree. Now that is an area of life I would really like to study. But when you look at it in underneath everything that there is this mathematical aspect to life, mm-hmm. right? That it's vibrational, it's mathematical, it's musical. Even the scientists call it, you know, the the music of the spheres and that. And somehow the connection, the awesomeness of infinite intelligence is, you know, it's beyond words. And yeah. so when we can tune into that and realize we are each connected to that. We can use it to our advantage. You know, what I was thinking about when I was coming on to the show with you, that how, there's a phrase that I use, which is, you know, you're going to evolve. What's going to be crisis awakening or conscious awakening? And I've heard a lot of people, um, even your past guest, who was a great guest, uh, brilliant, uh, you know, talk about, well, there has to be some kind of a crisis for uh-huh. the new to emerge or to make that quantum leap, whatever it is, in society yeah. and consciousness. <clears throat> and I don't <laughs> I don't hold that as the truth, <laughs> you know, from, again, from when you're, I keep saying from a quantum worldview because I'm a teacher, so I like yes, to teach as we are. go along. But, you know, so from a quantum worldview, it's a, the nature of reality is energy in flux informed by intelligence and it's conscious. And so there's no absolute fixed and static way that something is. So even when, this is where you have to really trick the mind when you want to create something new, especially at this time where we really want to create, you know, a better world, a more humane world, you know, just a nicer, gentler world, that you have to go beyond the existing circumstances, the the kind of things where people have said, like it's become institutionalized, oh, there'll always be war, there'll always be people dying of hunger, there'll always be sickness, and you have to get, you know, I used to say to my parents, you know, you don't have to get, sick to die because dying is natural you know that'll happen naturally it's not yeah. a requirement yeah. and so when when you and so what i'm saying is from the quantum world view there's no absolute way that something is that the government is that the politics is that you are you, you know that you are and when you think from there and you realize well what do i want to hold in mind well I want to hold the reality that we can consciously evolve, that it's not necessary to have a crisis. But because the bigger picture, let's say, bigger than both of us, Ollie, is that we are on an evolutionary spiral to higher, right? Higher and higher. That if we don't make the choice the conscious choice to evolve, then we will get the mini-crisis. I call it, let's call it the mini-crisis. Sometimes it's a bigger crisis. 
so that we'll have, you know, it's that alarm clock wake up. However, if we can, what if we could live where we're choosing? You know what? Let me awaken right now. Oh, I just had a reaction to that situation. How do I wake myself up and pick, you know, the high road here? This happened to me the other day. That's what I just, I'll, I'll mention. That was thought, should I tell this or not tell it? Okay, I'll just mention it. That uh, I've been free. on over. Okay. I don't know if I want it on the air well, in perpetuity, but I'll say it anyway because, it, it, you know, it's real. We're talking in the abstract and it all sounds good, but uh-huh. something real happened to me a couple of days ago where it was a sort of this mini, you know, upset. Mm-hmm. But what happened, you know, I've been on over 450 interviews. I don't know. I've lost a little bit of count, but I know at least that yeah. many. So, And I yeah. love every host is incredible. Um, you know, I, I wrote a blog that went viral on the Huffington Post. There's a new mainstream out there, and you're probably part of it. I call it the consciousness crowd. And this is what's going on and why it's so important. Conversations like the ones that you're hosting and 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 generating and so important i mean this and it's still in the mainstream culture it's still a little bit underground i'm working on that part of it right how do we yes you are this is the mainstream (laughs) but anyway so what happened is that you know i've had all i would say i can only remember one experience that was a little bit a little bit unpleasant way way you know years ago it wasn't that bad. You know, where these hosts, they just try to play the gotcha, you know, you're full of it kind of game. Really? And the other day wow. I was on a show. Well, that was one, right. Uh-huh. I've been on all different types of shows. But the other day I was on a show where it was an outright attack. And wow. the worst part of it was that they it was a, they had three different hosts that these the worst part was I announced it on my Facebook page. Oh, come on the show. And I don't always announce every show beforehand, like this one I'll announce after. But because I'm on so many shows, I can't just say, oh, join me on this, this, this. But what happened is I happened to post that one. And so then all these people who are quantum thinkers and colleagues and fans, and they said, oh, great, I'll be on. Well, the show was, uh, it was for me... <sighs> A very let's put it this way, undesirable experience. And then when I got off the air, the last segment, the three hosts spent, uh, if it was a 10-minute segment, they spent eight minutes of it attacking me. Oh, my. And I happened to, you know, I listened to it afterwards because I had a feeling on that it's going to happen. So, I mean, that's pretty devastating, right? Yeah. <laughs> And my husband had been listening to it too, and I thought, "Well, that was it. You know, what do you what do you do? I mean, it does affect us. You feel it, as you say. Yeah, you have the human experience. Yeah. It's like, what's the human experience? It's like, wait a minute, I don't want to be attacked. And you know, here I am on a public thing, and I had my fans on there, <clears throat> and I thought, well, how? You know, I now from let's say, I want to say, a denser vibrational state, what would one do? 
maybe the reaction, as I call least action pathways, the most mechanical automatic reaction would be to attack back, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I had to really, and and that's that's your instinctual response, that response, you know, whether it's a fear response or whatever it is, but that it's fight and flight. survival flight. response, yes. yes. Right, <laughs> the survival. And I just, response. <laughs> and, and in yes. that moment, and it's not like I wasn't feeling it. I was feeling emotionally, you know, very distraught. And I just thought, you know, okay, well, how? what is my intent here? And this is how you live it in life, is I thought, I'm going to, well, I'm not going to stay in this reaction. Yeah. And I'm not going to attack because whatever, everyone's at their own stage of evolution. And uh, I can't, you know, I can't control anybody, anyone else's personal self-evolution and self-development and awakening. But what I can do, and this goes back to what you and I are talking about, is I can generate the state that I want to be in. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, what I did is I went on my Facebook page, and I not it, it was on my personal page because that's where I listed it. I took off that show <laughs> to not identify it, and I wrote a note. Hi, uh, you know this show that I was just on just goes to show the importance of awakening. You know of consciousness. It's just an indicator yeah. of it, and I didn't say anything about them. And then what happened is, and I just thought I needed to say something just to complete it for myself. I put that on there, and I apologized for inviting people to that show. And um, I got, like, so many amazing responses from people, people I didn't even expect, people who didn't even hear the show, but they saw the post. And just, you know, a lot, a lot of encouragement, Susan, like, you know, just... That's, wonderful what, that's things. what you need to hear. What yeah. wonderful affirmations came to you then through this. It was, and it was really something unlike me. You know, usually I would just say, okay, delete the post and don't even say anything about it, right? Uh-huh. It, it'll fade by tomorrow's <laughs> Facebook, you know, time. But I was really glad that I did it, and yeah. I was really glad to be able to take myself through that just as you were talking about it, like take yourself through it. So what I was going to say is that when I was coming on the show, I thought, well, how do we, people always want to know, how do we stay, you know, how do we become a force, like in the best way, how do we become a force in having the world be the way that we want it to be? You know, and I think that, it's really being that ourselves. Like authenticity, that's one of the astrological uh, planetary frames we're in right now. And this is why you're seeing like everything that's not authentic, you know, is being revealed. And uh, because people, we all want, we want that heart, that soul, that authenticity. And I think the more that we have the courage to bring our level of awareness up, right, and to be that with other people 
even the people that you think, oh, they're, you know, they're not in, uh, this is what I hear. I'd like to know if you hear it. You know, oh, well, I'm into spirituality, but other people are not into that stuff. I was like, what <laughs> stuff? You know, this is life. Right? Do you hear that too? Oh. Where people oh, say, I could oh. talk this way, but other people can't. Do you hear that? Oh, my gosh. I mean, let me let me tell you. I mean, the the... The fact that um, I I came from this scientific background, you know, at the, I did have this math degree, and I worked as a computer scientist and as a manager in that area, or as a really a project manager more, and for many years. And I will tell you that what I think people can miss is that we're talking about reality, folks. We're talking about the nature of reality and the courage to actually pursue truth about what reality actually is without bias. And science, for one, or, you know, rationalists are, will often attack. And I, I say this is not very rational. You know, if you have the courage to actually look at the evidence and and there there are just these closed doors. But, you know, we have a history of this. Paradigm shifts always happen this way. There there seems to be resistance. And then all of a sudden, everybody's on the same page. And it's like, hey, you know what we thought was supernatural is natural. Right. <laughs> and, and that's it. And, you know, suddenly so, magic that's so it. Ma- it's it's real. It's It's the world. And that's what quantum physics is starting to show us now is – is or has been showing us, and people are starting to marvel at this. Like, you know, how can a particle only be where we expect it to be? And you know, how is that possible? That sounds like magic. And and yet it's real. And so I think that it's a process. Um, something you bring up, Diane, um, if, if you allow me just to say this, because as a host, I'm on the other side of this sometimes, is sometimes, and I, it's funny you would bring this up, because one of the challenges I have as a host is I bring on a lot of people, and sometimes people will say things that I really don't agree with. And so, or, or I feel, you know, I want to explore some more, because it's not, and it's not for me to impose my view on someone. That's not why I'm here. And yet, I want to have a discussion. And so, I think that what we're starting to see is it's good to have these discussions where there seem to be disconnects, but we're actually moving towards a higher consciousness kind of conversation where we actually have a discussion. There are no attacks. There's a gentleness to it of, you know, have you ever thought about this? As a host, I have to start thinking this way, and I'm actually thinking of bringing on more people of different viewpoints. Um, mm-hmm. And not, mm-hmm. and some of them may attack, or they won't come on at all, or whatever. But I want to have an honest conversation. Um, Deepak yeah, Chopra's I think that's brilliant. This. He mm-hmm. gets on there with Michael Shermer, for example, and those two just Who did go you say? <laughs> I missed that. Who were you talking about? Oh, Deepak Chopra and Michael oh, Shermer, mm-hmm. who's, who's a great rationalist. You know, he defends all these points. I'm thinking of getting him on my show. I'm um, not deep out of my good, but Deepak, but even Michael, who's a, who's a, he questions a lot of things. And mm-hmm. I just want to have a rational conversation. But I think when something like what happened to you, Diane, happens, it's beginning to make us look at, okay, how could we have 
this kind of a conversation in a different way? How can we start to engage people who are maybe just opening up or even just don't really understand what in the heck are these people talking about? How do we Well, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. That is exactly why I'm going to say it this way. Quantum thing came through me, you know, as I said. Yes. Let me explain. Because... What quantum think is a system of thinking that's based in the expanded, more up-to-date and accurate worldview, this quantum paradigm. So it's putting it all together so that we can see it and live from it as a system. And what it does is it distinguishes that worldview as distinct from what I lovingly call the old worldview, the industrial age worldview, that we're transcending beyond. Now, the industrial age worldview, that set of assumptions, which is only matter is real, that was the declaration right. of the scientists. Materialism. Um, and, right, the materialist, reductionistic, you know, machine reduces to its constituent parts. And if we could figure out how they work together <clears throat> in a cause and effect way, we could predict and control nature. So I look at quantum think is not about science. It's about how the discoveries of science shape the way we think, how we are even the brightest, those of us on a path, those of us not on the path, uh, the most brilliant of us, we're all been under the influence of that worldview in yeah. our thinking. And in our automatic thinking patterns, energetic patterns, emotional responses to life. So what we do in quantum thinking is that it's not a process, (laughs) by the way, you wanted wanted kind of, you know, some different points of view. What happens is it works in, in a quantum leap style, literally. So it's not the kind of, it's not a linear step-by-step process. Yeah. It's a literal instantaneous shift. That's what a quantum leap is, as you know, yeah. from a scientific yeah. background. It's an instantaneous shift of state where you cannot trace a pathway, a visible pathway of how this energy got from this state to that state. So when you're quantum thinking, that's what's happening. But what I'm doing is I'm saying, what if there's nothing wrong with us? You know, what if there's nothing wrong with uh, the people who, who, quote, seem to be on the darks? I'm not saying their behavior is correct, and I'm in no way absolving that or giving, you know, taking away responsibility. But what I'm saying is when you look from this larger perspective of, the evolutionary cycle of humanity. And you see that the people who are the rationalists, um, who you're talking about right now, where the uh, so many of the science I have in Do You Quantum Think in Part 1, Wake Up, you know, why should we quantum think? I have a chapter on mastery in which I say, get in touch with your inner know-it-all, because I'm trying to make it a little funny, right? Yeah. And so it's like seven different types of know-it-all. One of them is, you know, this scientific rationalist where you're saying, well, 
you know, mind stuff, no, that just isn't real. And, of course, that's an illogical statement because everything that ever got invented by humankind starts in the invisible, in the invisible realm of thought. And, you know, they work with energy, and yet there's that, you know, it's, again, that awakening because we're so stuck in that limited container for thinking, as I like to think of it now, where that's why everything else we called alternative, right, alternative healing, alternative thinking, uh, you know, new age thinking or whatever we call it, because we were in our think what we could even imagine to be real. And you're so right, Susan, it's like a different reality literally and this is like the more truer as we know it at the edge of knowledge today truer sense of the way reality works and so when yeah what i'm saying is okay blame it on the old worldview blame it on the industrial age worldview thinking okay why did these people attack me who by the way they're uh self-help teachers by their own uh, description of themselves. So that's a little, that's very scary, right? But, you know, even so, you know, like it's forgive them for they know not what they do. When you're unaware of <clears throat> your own habits, it's like we imagine ourselves to be like these great virtuous beings, right? <laughs> and, you know, we're in the higher state, we're going for the light. And then when you're in a reactive state for whatever reason and all of a sudden, you know, your dark side comes out because infinite possibility universe, every human being has the, the infinite possibility to manifest any human trait possible. So it's a question of what are we going to manifest, what we focus on, what our intent is for ourselves. So when I look at that and say, okay, if we could say there's a reason why the politicians are this way, why we seem to be stuck in, you know, the attacking, or why are people, you know, attached to their guns and attached to violence? And, of course, there are economic views on it, very important, the issue of money. You think of it and say, okay, if you can look at it as that's old world view, industrial age, scientific materialism, conditioning. Now, what do I have any command over? Myself and my own thinking and my own relationship to how I live from the more expansive views and truths, as you say, of reality. And not get hung up on this is wrong, that's wrong. Yes, it needs to be pointed out what's not working. But the more we hold what can work and we do this within ourselves, that's our emanation. That's our that's really our contribution. You know, as you're speaking, I was thinking to myself because we're all so very human in in our journeys is sometimes it's as simple as emanating joy. I mean, even when you're having a challenging time with something, what can you do that brings you joy? And even it can be the simplest of things, like a walk or 
Um, and, and it sounds this sounds like a very non sequitur jump from what you just said, and yet it is quantum in the way that as you were talking, I was just thinking, you know, what would I want to to emanate, and what do I want to bring more of into my life, for example, and it's joy. And so the more that you find things that bring you joy, the more that that's what you radiate outward. Because I find that a lot of people, and including myself when this is the case, um, that are, you know, in, in anguish or, you know, attacking or whatever they're doing, it's because they have some wounds they're working with. And, and it can rob our joy. It's not that we shouldn't work with those things in ourselves and, and in others, but I, I don't know. I'm just kind of randomly going with it here. But I just, I I think that, that moving, it can even feel illogical sometimes, finding joy in the midst of, Whatever is happening, and then we get out of that reactive state. Exactly. <clears throat> and you know what? It's not only the finding joy. It's like choosing it. Like sometimes, choosing let's say, it. I'll go into, Better word. right, Better this word. is what I call a least action pathway, the way the energy yes. or, the, or, or the thought goes, simply because it's been that route before, like, you know, the default settings in your cell phone. Or do you want to customize it? But you're so right on. It's It's that simple when you can see it and you're not attached to the thought that happens to be visiting your mind space at the time. So sometimes, let's say, I'll go into one of my self-doubts. And as you said in the introduction, my husband, Alan Collins, is Master Quantum Thing Coaching Consultant and my partner in all things in life, my husband, for 26 years. And he'll we have each other, but he'll just say to me... I say, oh, you know, what if this, what is that? You know, the worry thing. He'll say, why do you want to stay in that reality? And I go, oh, yeah, snap out of it. You know, why do I want to be stuck? That's a quantum leap in consciousness. And we can do it literally. And people say, oh, but, you know, that's nice, but there are circumstances. Well, guess what? You always ha- you can't control the circumstances necessarily, but you can always, always command your relationship to it. So when he says that to me, I go, oh, yeah, you're right. Thanks for reminding me. And literally, and just to that point of joy, this morning we were reading as one of our joint spiritual practices to every morning read something from, you know, spiritual literature aloud together and we were reading you know a lot of these books we've read like 10 times over because every time you read you know you're in a new place and you're getting it deeper and deeper and we were reading about the um the sanskrit word satchitananda satchitananda and this relates to what you're talking about joy is that Sat, which means existence, you know, there is existence. Chit, which is consciousness, which makes you aware that something exists, right? And Ananda, which is infinite bliss. So what that ancient uh, understanding, I'll call it, is, Satchitananda, is that bliss, is our natural state. So that's going to say, it's great to look at and acknowledge that which we can be joyful about. But you can even be joyful 
knowing that bliss is your natural state. And you know and you know how you can tell this is that it's not a belief. It's like if you've ever had a moment everybody <laughs> we're talking with everyone where you were literally just feeling joyful for no reason. There wasn't any circumstance, there was nothing, it wasn't, you know, maybe looking at the moon or whatever, I'm looking at the ocean outside my window. Yeah. That's joyful, but just for no reason, you're just like, wow, I feel good, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I'm feeling in a high state. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure every person in this conversation with us right now, Susan, has had that experience. It's that. We can tap that anytime. Yeah. Just as you yeah. say, it's that simple. It really is it's actually easy, I'm going to say that too, because a lot of people say, you know, in the consciousness crowd, <laughs> of which I'm one, of which we love and want the whole world yeah. to be, that it's like, they go, oh, but it's hard, it's this, it takes long, it's going to take a while. Well, what if it wasn't going to take a while? And I have experience in this because in the work that Alan and I do, and we work with a lot of executives in major corporations and in entrepreneurial places, and we do what we call strategic quantum think consulting, applying quantum think to business, to life. And uh, where they, you know, even with a goal, like a real-life business goal, where where they think, oh, it's going to take long, I have a new business model, but it's going to take a long time, we say, no, it doesn't have to take a long time because transformation as distinct from change, one of the key distinctions in the quantum thinks system means that if you want to change something, you have to keep the thing that you want to change in existence. So you're basically doing the opposite of what you really want. But if you want to affect a transformation that is, going beyond the current form, what you do is you start with the result. Yes. So if, you, if it's a new business model, you start operating and thinking from the new business model. You're not giving the old one, you're not giving that more reality. You're giving yes. what you want more reality. Yes. And that has things accelerate greatly. Where all of a sudden, as you said before, you said it, you're in, you're literally, when you make that paradigm shift, right, from the old worldview or the undifferentiated, because we all move back and forth through, right? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, you can feel it too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But now, what if you were just in that state and you're still using the industrial age thinking, which taught us how, you know, the how-to steps, how to analyze things, how to think analytically in that particular form of logic. We need that, too. And so, but now the difference is you're at choice. So when you make this shift where you're, let's say you want to make a shift in your profession or you want to make a shift in your own state, your own state, then you just start living from that state because that is your intent. And so if you choose living from a state of joy, 
it doesn't mean that you're going to feel joy in the experience every moment. You know, you'll have sadness, right. you'll have this, you'll have frustration. But yeah. it means that I'm in a state of joy, and right now, momentarily, I'm feeling angry. Or, But you're coming from that who you are is that state of joy. Yes. Yes. And, and there can be just amazing breakthroughs. And I know, you know, when you speak to these quantum leaps, and, and then they just take you to another level. I mean... I actually had a breakthrough last week that was pretty significant. Uh, this with some things I'd been working with for a while, and I can feel it completely now. And the other thing too is uh, after you have a breakthrough, there can be a slight bounce back too, where you know at first you're just like catapulted, you know, <laughs> it seems like, and then then it kind of comes back a little, integrates, integrates into your life. You're still there. But um, it's not quite like that much. But I tell you, because, and this is why I mentioned this, it's that consciousness of the old that makes the breakthrough even more amazing because you can feel both. You can feel them both, and you need them both. Obviously, you're going from one state to another, even if it's it's in a very, um, I want to say magical, although Quantum is the better word. Quantum way, um, although magical too. It can feel that way. It can. It's okay to feel magical. I, I don't. I'm not afraid of that word magical. I like Good. it. We all want the I magical. I like it. I love that word magical, and I love that word miraculous. Um, and and the thing is, is it's that consciousness of the old that. Well, it, it's a propagator of joy. I mean, to know that that, and that's why we came here. I feel as human beings, you know, so that we would have these growth experiences and then experience the conscious feeling of evolving, which is truthfully amazing when it happens, and it can happen in the smallest of moments and in bigger moments, and it's just amazing when it happened and it just makes that human experience astonishing and you know at a, a societal level I feel we're doing the same thing. You know, we're gonna you know and and so anyway, um I, I we are so much I, I love talking with you, Diane, because it's such a conversation because you are just so um especially the way you talk about temporal things. That is so important. That's one of my passions is that we don't talk about time enough. I've been spending a lot of time reflecting on on time, and you know, it's at the end of the broadcast. We we may need to do a whole other show at some point just on that. <laughs> I know that's a big it's topic. It's a really important area that we talk, you know, across time and how time doesn't exist like we think it does. And anyway, you know, here we are, five minutes left, and 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 so I'm I'm to the thank you part. Um, and and I can only I think that I've been saying thank you all along this whole show because I I just so appreciate what you and your partner Alan are doing and and how you are shifting things and and just who you are so um, and and I want to give you the opportunity also to tell people more about where they can find out more about what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you, Susan, for you're so so gracious. 
And, you know, I love that you're so tuned in and that you can have that perspective of all perspectives. And being able to, you know, you're talking about we need to get uh, to re- have that. Re- I know you asked me and you're at the end of the show, but I have to say that. So go ahead. That we're, we, you know, we have to re- be able to reveal what we're each seeing because we're all reflecting one to another. We're reflecting one another. And if we stand in the question, which, by the way, is the practice for that distinction, I I wasn't planning to say this, transformation is to think from change, uh, being in the right question, how can we have this work for everyone, is that you're allowing what comes up from the quantum field that you're not aware of right now, but just standing in that question, which is a form of intent, how can we have this work for everyone? Very significantly, not how can we make this work, not how can we force this to work, not what are the options, but just standing in the question, how can we have this work for everyone? Things will arise because of our relationship, because we're in relational fields, And that's how these new solutions come up. So I really appreciate that you're doing this show with such an expanded worldview yourself that you can um, allow to have these different points of view come up so that we can examine, so that we can get to the place how do we have this work for everyone? Because there's a lot of things, as we both know, to as we all know, to work out in this world. And I think yeah. these conversations are the beginning. And uh, how people can get in touch with me is the easiest way is on my website, diannecollins.com. It's Diane with two N's, very important, D-I-A-N-N-E-C-O-L-L-I-N-S. Dot com and you'll see my book, you'll see videos, audio, uh, social media, everything. And if you sign up for my newsletter, I will keep you informed as to what we're going to be unveiling new things this oh, year. cool. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, I hope to have you on again because um, if you have new things, I, I mean, I just enjoy having you here. And so um, thank you again. Thanks Edward. again. I, and so we will talk more, I'm sure. Um, just just thank you. I, I can't say it say it enough. So and I invite people definitely to explore your website and your work. So um thank you so much. My pleasure. All right, take care. Bye, Susan. Bye. Um here we are at the end of the show. We have a wonderful Continuing lineup of people this week. Tomorrow, Ariel Ford is going to be on. I am so excited. Um, we are going to talk about the soulmate secret and just about soulmates in general, whether you're in an existing relationship or seeking one. Um, she's only going to be on for the first part of the show, so catch the beginning at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, or you know, catch it in the in the archive. And then it, after she's off, we'll just have some discussion. I don't. So that'll be that show tomorrow, and if you're listening across time, that's February 8th, or February 9th, 2016, um, 12 p.m. Pacific tomorrow. Um, and then also, on Thursday, another amazing quantum thinker, Nick Seneca Jankel is coming back on the show, the author of Switch On. He is amazing. I always, he and Diane and, her, and Alan are on very similar 
pages. Um, Diane Collins out and and her husband Alan, they are very um, and same with Nick Seneca Jenkel, all really shifting, working within the corporate world, working in many different ways. So that's Thursday at noon Pacific. Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, I have Debbie Griggs coming on for a fun show. We're just going to do some intuitive time with callers. And um, thank you, live audience, um, to those of you in the archive across time. Um, Your energy has been with us all along, and I so appreciate you. I know that, that most of you are listening across time and you're very present here with us. There are no temporal boundaries, and I always want to say that. And, you know, we kind of squeezed a lot into the end of the live show. I want to say just a couple more things about what's coming up. First of all, FrontierBeyondFear.com is where you can go to find out all about this show, the archived episodes. We have over five years now. This show's been going on a while. And, um, you know, many wonderful things to come. I have an appearance coming up at the Conscious Life Expo. I'll be sure to put the word out tomorrow um, in that show live. Um, I will be speaking 7 p.m. at the Conscious Life Expo in Los Angeles at the Hilton LAX. I am going to be talking about multi-dimensional living February 20th at 7 p.m., And I'm really looking forward to that. I think that we'll be incorporating a lot of the concepts that we talked about today because so many of us are exploring that. And then I'm also going to be talking about um, soul connections as well. Um, A lot of talk about time. I'm really being led to discuss, you know, how we can work across time, even with ourselves. So anyway, if you are able to get out to the Los Angeles Conscious Life Expo, if you're planning to be out there, I have information on my page, FrontierBeyondFear.com and also ConsciousLifeExpo.com. There are a lot of people who have been on this show who are going to be at the Expo, including um, our guest Nick Seneca-Jenkel coming up on Thursday. I will also have a booth, booth 706 near the food in the ballroom by the music, the bookstore, and the food. And I love that spot, and I just like to talk to people. So be sure to come by. Again, FrontierBeyondFear.com is the place to go to learn about the show. If you're led to support the show, this is a listener-supported show, whether energetically or in other ways. I invite you to go there to learn about how to further support the show. So thank you again for being here, and I will see you back tomorrow. Take care. Thank you.